Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the rest of you. I don't know. I'm missing a word today. Um, parasites? I uh, like parasites one. works, but it's like I usually <laughs> have something so much better than that. I don't know. We'll, we'll just Not prepared. We'll go with you boiled bottom Grinches. Um, oh, I like that one. Just, it's the holiday spirit. I got to be in the holiday spirit. That's how it works. <laughs> So, uh, it is Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat, uh, FM 99 of the Fox's first and only WWE wrestling podcast. I am Sean Hood, and sitting across from me is not Dave Taylor. Dave's not here, man. No, I am Dave. No. No, I'm not Dave. Not. <laughs> Don't confuse me. It's been a long week. Uh, yeah, no, Dave is not here, so we are joined once again by Savannah. Hello, hello. Hi, Savannah. Savannah works in our uh, promo department, so yes. she's uh, seen skulking about the hallways here at the station. Very nice to be back. Yes, it's nice to have you back. I keep telling Dave we should have you back. And he's like, I don't want her back. And he's never, he doesn't really say that, but I'm going to blame him. Okay. Um, in any event, <laughs> blame Dave. it is time for our podcast. And uh, there's lots of different ways you can find it. First of all, you can go to FM99.com or 1069thefox.com. And you go right under the media tab right that says ESPR. Links you to our newest episode, which will be on uh, SoundCloud. That being said, SoundCloud. We can find us on most of your major podcast apps. Just search ESPR and then maybe type in WWE just to narrow it down a little bit because there's a lot of espresso podcasts. I know. She, Savannah's looking at me funny, which translates Ex- really well really? On, on this. But uh, yeah, no, there's a lot of espresso podcasts. You'd okay. be surprised. Well, we're not, we're not espresso. No, no. Uh, but like a swift shot in the arm. No, wait, that's not espresso. <laughs> I don't know. Adrenaline. That's us. Energy. Woo! So, uh, <laughs> again, type in ESPR and WWE. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It will help greatly. Helps us get in front of more eyes. We need your help to help us. Um, that's uh, that's how that works. Plus, you can get in touch with us lots of ways, too, on Facebook, facebook.com slash ESPR99. On the Twitter, at ESPR99, and we're going to check some emails. We always do that, ESPR at FM99.com. So please, by all means, write us with your comments, your topics, your thoughts, your reviews, your opinions, something you'd like us to talk about, whatever. Um, fantasies go right to Dave. Dave, the uh, D. Taylor. <laughs> I'm not going to give away his whole email address, though. He'd be, I don't think he'd love that too much. <laughs> But, uh, yes, yeah, so without further ado, I think that means it is time for us to dive into the news. And the news this week, uh, I'm going to start off with something a little weird that caught me completely off guard. I uh, wasn't ready for it at all, and it's still confusing me as I read it. Jeff Jarrett appeared on the field prior to the Tennessee Titans home game against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday, which, by the way, the Jaguars got smoked like 30-9. Was- I did not understand that game at all. No, well, you know, they have Blake Bortles for a quarterback. How good can they be? Not a football podcast. No, it's not. Uh, It is not at all. But they did have them out there. Jarrett was the honorary 12th Titan. And he appeared midfield with a sword and whatnot for the Titans and everything. Did a kind of a a shtick there. Makes sense. And then he held up a WWE SmackDown t-shirt while the Fox analyst, Joe Buck, uh, plugged the SmackDown program premiering Fox on Fox October 4th, 2019. Because they're moving to Fox. Uh-huh. So that's weird to me that Jeff Jarrett was on this this program, was on this, at this game, and he's promoting SmackDown. So does that mean he's going to SmackDown? I don't know. Like, that's what I'm like. Did they keep a secret from us that we don't know? Like, is, is Jeff Jarrett on his way back to the WWE? Which I got to be honest with you, never thought was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I thought for sure he was never going to be back in the WWE, especially at this point in his career. Hmm. I figured they might be like, ah, I mean, what good are we going to do with him at exactly. this point? 
The only thing I can think is you got to remember one of their top guys right now is AJ Styles. That's true. Who which, had a long feud with Jeff Jarrett and lots yeah. of interactions with him when they were both part of Impact Wrestling. Impact hmm. or TNA, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's entirely possible they bring him in for something like that. I mean, maybe. I don't. I'm confused. Yeah, me too. Um, maybe uh, it was like that's like the like the like that's how we're we're supposed to think that, and then just nothing comes of it, and yeah. we're just disappointed. Yeah. I mean, he got into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I mean, there's that. So I guess maybe he could be coming back for a run. I mean, still in good shape. Looks like he'd still probably go. I mean, yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. In all honesty, this would be the most interested I've been in something Jared did for the last like ten years. So <laughs> you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, WWE has announced a tables match between Natalia and Ruby Riot for TLC. Unless I've missed it, they have not yet announced a Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev match for TLC. But I'm gonna get a Natalia Ruby Riot match. What? Because I don't care about this Natalia crying every week thing. It is not <laughs> working on me. I love Ruby Riot and I love the Riot Squad. Mm-hmm. But I just this this thing with trying to make Natalia sympathetic by crying every week it just does not work for me. Yeah. So I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. Um. Regardless, I'll take any advantage to see like Ruby Riot on the pay per view. Fair enough. Because I do love Ruby. Yeah. So there is that. And I know you uh you you a fan of women's wrestling. So you you I mean. It's another women's wrestling match yeah. on the card, right? So Honestly, that's good. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not mad about it. I just, I'm surprised that we haven't had other matches announced, but that got announced. Yeah. Whatever. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, some bad news as far as uh, ratings go here. Uh, we talked previously about how Raw was down big time. SmackDown was close to catching up. And I thought SmackDown the last two weeks had really good shows. Um, I, I thought, I really thought that they've had much better shows than Raw. And I thought this last SmackDown was really good. Apparently, it didn't matter. SmackDown Live averaged 1.948 million viewers. That dipped below 2 million. That's, wow. That's a heck of a, dry, a dive yeah. right there. Well, that's the lowest it's been in a while, hasn't Oh, it? yeah. That is definitely the lowest it's been in a while. Um, I, I don't know how that happens with them being, I mean, the better show right now. I just don't get it. I mean, Raw is, is suffering its own viewership drop. Uh, this week they uh, they got about two point two eight six million, so just under two point three million people. Mm-hmm. I mean they're continually dropping as well. I mean something is big time out of whack here. From what I understand, the last two weeks of Raw have been at the very last minute completely rewritten by Vince McMahon. Okay. Then it's according to dirt sheets, so take yeah. that for what it's worth. But that's what people are saying is that at the last minute he has rewritten both shows and made big changes and. I don't think it's paid off for either one. I don't think it's paid off either. This, this past Raw was... With been, this, go ahead. I have not been interested in Raw in the last two or three weeks. I can't it's say just, I blame you. It's just not doing it for me the way that it usually does. Yeah. So I have been more interested in SmackDown. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't really... I don't know. I, the thing that kills me is that Raw... It, it was it was really bad two weeks ago. It was really bad. This week it was better, but like Still I, not the joke great. that I yeah the joke that I was making all week long was that uh, you'd have had to actively try to be worse than to be that. worse than you were yeah. the previous week. So don't pat yourselves on the back for not being as bad as last week. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's some frustrating news there. I you know I tend to wonder. Because we're getting a lot of XFL news now. You know, they announced the cities that are going to host teams and whatnot, and the things seem to be ramping up with that. Is Vince just not... Caring? I don't know if it's not that he's not caring, but he's being pulled in too many directions, and maybe he's not able to really 
Maybe. knock it out of the park with one. You know mm. what I mean? I, at this point, I'm really like, Vince, go go run the XFL. Let Triple H <laughs> and Stephanie run the WWE. Honest. We'll be fine. Yes. NXT's better every week. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but we go from that to, unfortunately, some more sad news. Very tragic here. Um, we lost two professional wrestlers this week. Uh, big names, big, huge names, legendary names that a lot of people uh, will recognize. One of them being Tom Billington, better known as the Dynamite Kid. He died Wednesday at the age of 60. Uh, as of this point, no cause of death was provided, uh, but WWE announced his death um, on Thursday morning, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously very tragic. He had a huge run. He was with the WWF. He wrestled in Japan, Calgary. He worked all over the place. He was a part of the British Bulldogs tag team uh, with Davey Boy Smith, which a lot of people remember and love. Uh, there's a classic match you can go back and watch from him, I believe, in Japan with uh, Tiger Mask. But that's just, I mean, some tear-down-the-house-style stuff. And he was an innovator of wrestling, man. He had an amazing look. He was stronger than he should have been for his size. Mm-hmm. But he was also, I mean, very agile. And, I mean, the dude could do just about everything. Uh, he, so It's a real bummer. He, you know, he was kind of on the way out when I started getting into wrestling. Yeah. But I've gone back and been able to see things of his to appreciate what he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy that we lost, unfortunately, another legend at the age of 82, very next day, WWE wrestling legend Larry the Axe Hennig passed away at age 82 on Thursday. Um, of course, his grandson, Curtis Axel, who we all know, I mean, it's Hennig, it's, yeah. you know, um, the son of Mr. Perfect. This guy was uh, Mr. Perfect's, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, this was Mr. Perfect's father. And Larry the Axe Hennig was a, le- was a legend in his own right. I mean, influenced a lot of people in wrestling. Uh, he's probably best known for his time in the AWA, spent a lot of time there. But in WWE, he also challenged Bruno San Martino for what was, at the time, the WWF championship. Mm-hmm. I mean, respected all over the world. So that's that's a huge loss to the wrestling community as well. Uh, of course, Savannah and myself and, and anybody else, I mean, Dave, who's not even here, I know yeah. I can speak for him. Our thoughts and our, our, our condolences go out to the family of Larry the Axe Hennig and the Dynamite Kid. Yep. Just heartbreaking, heartbreaking. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick break. We're going to give a 10-bell salute to those two gentlemen, and uh, then we will be back to dive into the week that was in professional wrestling. So the week that was in professional wrestling, we'll start this off with some quick hits, some stuff that I think you should go out of your way to see this week uh, that I won't necessarily, I'm not going to tell you to, you know, watch the whole program necessarily sometimes, but sometimes there's things that are just really good, like really, really good. Mm -hmm. And I think you should go out of your way to see. First of all, I do think that there's an underappreciated thing going on right now with Mike and Maria Kanellis on 205 Live. I think they're actually doing really good work. Um, they're with TJP in the main event on 205 Live this week. They took on Kalisto and Lince Dorado. And watch it. I mean, it's a good match. Okay. It's a good match. Uh, I feel like people should go out of their way to watch that. And it's not under Lucha House Party rules. So there you go. <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about that because annoying. Um, so th- there <laughs> there was that. NXT, really, NXT this week, start to bottom, good stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a solid show. Everybody was given a direction and moving forward with their character. Uh, there was some simple stuff. Matt Riddle was on there, and he um, 
Uh, got a win over punishment part Martinez, who made his debut. Good stuff looking there. I love the Undisputed Era. They're still killing it with their promos. Forgotten Sons have finally found their groove as a tag team. You should check them out as well. Shayna Baszler is on fire as the women's champion right now. They're, everything she does is great. And uh, there was a great segment that ended the show. It was a promo segment between Tomasa Ciampa, Aleister Black, and Johnny Gargano. I thought this feud was over. I was wrong, and I'm so happy I was. Because I'll be honest, when it first started, I kind of went, Ugh. Yeah, you know, like the, uh, we're still with uh, these three guys. I, but I, by the end of it, I was completely sold on it again. I, I am. Champa played great. This is the one thing I really loved on this show. Champa was great at stirring the pot. Because at first, he was out there just reeling about all the people he's beaten and yeah. how the fans, you know, believe in all these different people, and he keeps beating them. You know, he talked about uh, humbling Alistair Black and ending the the dream of. Um, of the Velveteen Dream, he said he yeah. turned the dream into a nightmare, and he ended the, the storybook ending for Johnny Gargano. Yeah. And, and he's going on and on. Alistair Black comes out, talks to Champ, and he's like, you know, he absolved Johnny of his sins, and now he wants his title back, and yada, yada, yada. Johnny comes out to talk smack to Alistair because they just feuded at the last take, takeover. Yeah. Champa, and he, great facial expressions and everything, sees the opportunity to steal, stir the pot between these guys so that Alistair will not get to invoke his rematch clause. Mm-hmm. And he does. He stirs the pot. He he does a brilliant job of getting these two to go after each other mm-hmm. and make making them set up uh, what I'm just thinking is a cage match between the two. Yeah. And it's just such good character work yeah. that I think goes unappreciated in this day and age. Mm-hmm. I say it every week, and I'm going to say it again. NXT is the best weekly wrestling program you can watch. It, it alone, for me, is worth the price of the WWE Network. So. Oh. There you go. That's the kind of endorsement you're going to get from me. I know you don't get to see NXT as much. No, not as much. No. Not as much, but... Uh, I usually should. try to catch it this week. It's just been... Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's okay, because I watched it for both of us. So well, that's there you right. go. <laughs> uh, and NXT UK, I'll be honest, I'm kind of... That, that one's not riding as high for me right now. A lot of the characters feel like they don't have much going on. It's kind of just treading water at the moment. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's just because we don't know these characters that well, or if they just haven't been given enough to do yet, or if it's just still too new or something, but... Crowd was hot, so it's still a fun, entertaining show. It's just, I'd like to see them do a little more. And by the way, Rhea Ripley is still amazing, and I love her. <sighs> Anyways, um, so <laughs> moving on to the big programs from this week. Oh, boy. Which one do you want to do first? I mean, we'll start with Raw. Why okay. not start with Raw? Um, yeah, so we had Raw. <laughs> That's it. Bye. Yeah, we had Raw <laughs> happened. Um, Savannah said at one point when we were talking off, off the mics, she said, I don't know how I feel about this whole Bobby Lashley thing. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Because. I don't know how anybody feels about the whole who Bobby. Who cares yeah. at this point? Um, and by the way, uh, what's his face? Leo Rush is getting super annoying. Yes. And I'm not talking like annoying like I want to see him get beat up. I'm talking mm-hmm. like annoying I want to turn it off. Yeah. When he's on the television. That's kind of the opposite of what you want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, also, the interrupting Elias thing is getting old for me. I know that's oh like the thing. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so tired of that, and we talked about that last week too. It's so annoying. It's ridiculous because it, that is the it, from when he was a bad guy to now. That has been the 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 crux of every feud he's ever been in. Is just either they interrupt him or he interrupts them it, with his music. That's it. Yep. Like that's where his feuds I'm come over from. It. It's it just so needs to go. Means nothing. Uh, yeah. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I mean, it wasn't bad. Dean was already really trying hard to make people boom. He's trying really, really hard to get people to boom. Mm-hmm. And it's it's 
it's working at least for now. I'm not sure it'll continue to work, but he's at least trying for now. Mm-hmm. So he and Seth Rollins, probably at the moment, the best part of the show. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, Drake Maverick versus Bobby Roode, which, no, stop it. Um, just stop it. At least they stopped doing the pee joke. I was happy about that because <laughs> I'm over that right now. Uh, Rhino and Heath Slater in a loser's fired match. Corbin told me on the spot for one of them on the thing. I think it was a two-minute match or something like that. And yeah. Heath Slater wins and Rhino's gone. I don't know if this means that Rhino gets brought back to SmackDown or if he's just gone. I mean, if I he's just know. gone, that's a bummer of an ending. Yeah. Um, Heath Slater apparently is going to stay on as a ref, which I'm going to be honest with. Seems silly at first, but as I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? There's some potential here for him to be the referee who's getting, you know, bossed around, bullied around. And him finally having enough and, enough and standing up to them. He's a wrestler. Yeah. He's not a referee, really. Yeah. So he doesn't have to be afraid of these guys. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's got to be a slow burn. Make me, make me, make me be dying to see Seth, uh, 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 Heath lose his cool and, like, finally, like, slap, you know, Baron Corbin or so, you know. Yeah. Make me really want to see it, you yes. know? Um, I think they have a chance there to really do something with Heath if, if they do this right. I, I hope they do it right. Yeah, you've Please. Got a, you got a thing for Heath? No. <laughs> I just am She tired. those guys who look like they advertise I'm, for a food chain, that, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. As girls in big <laughs> Um, But I'm just, I just want Raw to do something that I'm interested in. Yeah, that's the problem. Is so much <laughs> of it right now is not interesting. Like I love, I love Finn Balor. I, I was do too. not interested in that match at all. I didn't no, care. Horrible. It was awful. <laughs> it, it was. I mean, the match wasn't bad. I'm not going to knock the guys in the match. That wasn't bad. But the just I, I I don't care about Jinder Mahal's character. Nope. I just don't. Don't care. Finn Balor is right now, for all intents and purposes, it seems like supposed to be the number one babyface on the show. Yeah. Are Are you sure? Because he sure doesn't feel like it. I don't. He know. still feels as meaningless and directionless as he did six months ago, and he that's a problem care. considering he's kind of the focus of your show right now with Baron yeah. Corbin and all of them. Um. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Dolph's weird all of a sudden face turn, which and I've I've said this before and I'll say it again because this isn't the first time they've done this to Dolph and this isn't the first time they've done it in general. Why am I supposed to cheer a guy because he can't keep friends? Drew decided he didn't need him anymore, and Dolph's now butthurt about it. And I'm like, why am I supposed to cheer him for that reason? Yeah, he was still a jerk leading up to that. You know, it's not like he had some change of heart. And I mean, you're making a really good point. That's the and that's my problem is like so this goes nowhere. I don't think people are going to be able to get behind Dolph in this feud. No, as a real baby face, it would be different if Dolph went to Drew a couple of times over the last few weeks and he's like, I don't, it, yeah. I don't know if I'm on board with this Corbin thing, man. He, he's he's kind of laying it out that he feels like maybe this isn't the way to go. This isn't how we want to get to the top. This isn't mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I don't want to ride Corbin's coattails to the top. Um, and McIntyre could start doing these things without Ziggler, and so we haven't seen Ziggler in a couple of weeks because McIntyre's been taking the initiative without him. Yeah. Then Dolph shows up, does this whole, you know, what are you doing, Drew? You know, and, and then they have this clash, and then all of a sudden I have a little more reason to care about Dolph exactly. in this feud. But, I mean, nothing much. And then Dolph beats Drew, and they even they, <laughs> they specify how Drew has not lost. He hasn't been pinned or submitted, excuse me, since he returned to Raw, mm-hmm. and they only did that after he lost. So there wasn't even a buildup of, of McIntyre, you know, he's under, he, he hasn't been pinned or submitted since he's returned to Raw. Ziggler yeah. could be in a lot of trouble. So it meant nothing when he lost because nope. you had to remind viewers of that fact after the fact. And I love Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I, I'm a huge man crush on Drew McIntyre. He's amazing. Yeah, no, he's dreamy. <laughs> I have, I have, there's nothing, I, I have no shame there in my game. So in any event, uh, and I mean, you know, we can talk about it a little bit, but why uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey are still doing things 
Yeah, I guess. I think. What did you say to me beforehand? You were like, you were like, I thought we were done. Oh yeah, I really thought we were over it. <laughs> I think like one of the first episodes, I came and filled in for Dave because he's not here. Um, man, man. Um, it was when they like did like their makeup, like whatever. Like we're friends again, and then like I was like, oh cool, we're done with this. They're not going to sit down and talk to, about it anymore. And then now it seems like every other week. I'm mm-hmm. having to watch them sit in chairs and talk to people about stuff that I don't care about. Yeah, no, and they're doing it again. <laughs> and now they kind of use it as a setup for maybe introducing women's tag team titles. Yeah. Which is fine, but can't you just do that? Yeah. I mean, do I need these terrible Q&As? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, Rousey and Ember Moon had a match. Um, With uh, Nia Jackson. Tamina. Yeah. And you know what? I, the match itself was fine. It was yeah. High energy. Everybody looked very well and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like Nia Jax acting like she's afraid of Rousey. Because she shouldn't like, be. Like, backing off of her. No, she shouldn't be at all. Like, or at least do something to show that in her character. Like, yeah. if something's changed, don't just all of a sudden she's afraid of her. Because maybe something like, because leading up to her match with her last time, mm-hmm. She was nothing but cocky about how she was going to rip Rousey apart and yeah. just, just embarrass her. After that match, you know, she was about to lose to Rousey before Alexa Bliss cashed in the briefcase. So why not have Rousey, you know, why not have – show me that Nia Jax remembers that. She was completely caught off guard by how prepared Rousey was. Yeah. She almost lost. Her arm was this close to being broken by Rousey. Uh-huh. Like, show that in her character so it makes sense when she's backing off of Rousey. Yeah. At least then I understand why, but I still don't like it because she's supposed to be the big monster of the division. Yeah. So you shouldn't be afraid like, of anybody. Yeah, I feel like recently, within the last, uh, I don't know, like two weeks or so, her momentum as – a character has really slowed right. down. Like Brock Lesnar has done a good job of when he backs off of people. Yeah. Because it's more like he's, it's more, it's more being cunning than anything. Mm-hmm. Because he'll like, he'll act like he's going to get in the ring and he slides back and he just, you know, he, he kind of smiles at him and shakes his head or something like that. Like, you know, not this week, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just slick or whatever. It's not looking like you're afraid. Yeah. You know, although there has been one or two times where he's been like, holy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like with Braun Strowman or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't love it. And if the Lucha House Party thing needs to go away. Yep. I don't mind the guys. The guys are fine. But how Three on one. How is that supposed to make me cheer for them? That's not fair. No, Scott Dawson is the good guy in this scenario. Exactly. Like what <sighs> makes no sense. Makes no sense. All right, moving on to SmackDown, which was a much more coherent program. Um <laughs> Daniel Bryan, who's amazing. Daniel Bryan is quite possibly the best heel in the company right now. Uh This whole new Daniel Bryan thing and calling the fans fickle about how they just turn on wrestlers all of a sudden and, like, Mm -hmm. they cheer people when they should, you know, when there's no reason for them to cheer them just because and, you know, like, you just call them fickle and everything. I love it. I love it. It's so good. I still don't know how they messed up him returning. I don't know. How do you mess that up? The guy came back from a career ending. Exactly. How do you mess up that feel-good story? I, Um. I... well, I don't know, <laughs> but they did it, and uh, but he's now. Uh, oh my God, he's so good. He's, he's so good. So good. He went out there with the Miz, and he hung with him in that in that in that promo on uh, mm-hmm. the Miz, Miz TV or whatever it was. So good. Just I loved it so much. I can't wait. To, I, yeah, I can't oh wait to God. see what he does. Oh, I'm, I'm 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 stoked for his rematch with uh, AJ Styles mm-hmm. um, and everything. I mean, how could you not be? Uh, yeah, Jay Uso versus Cesaro versus uh, Xavier Woods, which was a great match, fantastic match. Yes. Oh, I mean, all the guys considered in the match. How can it not be? Yeah. The only thing that bothers me is that uh, next week that means we're probably going to get 
what Kofi versus Sheamus versus Jimmy Uso. Because naturally they weren't in this one, so they got to do another one just to fill fill time before we get to the pay per view. Yep. Um, but seriously, great match. Nothing to complain about there. It's nope. it's really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Styles and the Miz. I was so happy. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> yes. Why? Uh, well, a I I just don't like the Miz. <laughs> Yeah, you're not a big fan. <laughs> no, and I feel like we've talked about this in the past. How Dave I just loves the Miz. I know it's loves him. Man Crush Monday on the Miz. I know, and I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Miz is do- he does great work. He does, but he's, he just loves him some Miz. I just can't. I I can't get behind him. I guess. Yeah. I just don't like his character direction. Mm-hmm. But that it. that's just me. Um, and I I just liked that. You know that last finishing move mm-hmm. with the submission. I just it yeah, was, that was a great. It was a gr- it was a good match for me. It I really enjoyed match. it. it I really match. really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, you had a TLC contract signing between Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Mosca. Who, by the way, if Daniel Bryan is the best bad guy they have right now, Becky Lynch is the best. Like I, I don't want to technically call her a good guy because she's not real. She's like the Stone Cold kind of good guy. Yeah, that anti-hero type uh-huh. thing. She is. Oh my God! Her and Daniel Bryan are rock stars right now in mm-hmm. WWE, and she's amazing. Apparently, she hasn't actually been cleared to compete at TLC really? because of her broken yeah. nose or, or orbital bone uh-huh. or whatever it was. But they, she's been cleared as far as the concussion protocol goes. So gotcha. they're assuming she's going to be okay to go at TLC. Okay, that's that gonna, iffy to me. How's that going to work if she's not? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that, she just going like, to be like? I feel like this somebody's going to taking gonna, my place. I feel there like. There you go. No, God, I hope not because it didn't work out last time. <laughs> I'm really hoping that what they do is, um, something. If she can't go, give me something where like she's laid out backstage, laid out, and we don't know who did it. Charlotte, Oscar, you know what I mean? It could have yeah. been either of them, you know. Um, could have been somebody else, but make it, you know, paint it like it could have been one of them. Yeah. You know. And then, uh, at, you know, depending on who's supposed to win, mm-hmm. say. I don't know, say Asuka's supposed to win, yeah. right? Becky comes down halfway through the match, and yeah, she can't wrestle or take any bumps if she's not cleared, but like comes out, picks up a chair, and just rails on whoever it was yeah. that attacked her. You know yeah. what I mean? Something like that. And the other person can get the win. Or, or she can leave them both laying. The crowd, this is one of the few situations where a, a, women, or a, a match can end in a no-finish, non-finish. Yeah. And it will still get cheered because it's Becky Lynch. Agreed. This would be like Stone Cold coming out and stunning everybody yep. at the end of the night. Everybody will cheer because Austin must stun. You know? That's <laughs> yeah. the old adage. Yeah. So, uh, I will say the couple of things I didn't love. Charlotte Nasca versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. It was all right. It was okay. It was an amazing. It was not my favorite match. No, it was fine. Done. It was fine. I, I wish Mandy Rose and Sonya meant more because I think yeah. they could do more. And Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy. Not actually a bad match, but those two have already feuded and it ran at it's ran its course yeah and i'm done with it i don't want to see them against each other again right now yeah you know um i do kind of enjoy the feud that jeff has going on with smojo right now where smojo is just bringing up all of his past demons and everything yep. very cm punkish from before but mm-hmm. uh still i think it's good overall yes so smackdown much better show of the two if you had to watch one this week i'd watch smackdown agreed watch so. smackdown it's probably true most weeks All right, so we're going to take another quick break here, and then we will be back to dive into some listener mail, so stick around. Remember to contact the guys at ESPR at FM99.com with all your comments, topics, and thoughts. But please, keep the fan fiction to yourselves. You can also follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Just search ESPR99. And we're back in time for some listener mail. Listener mail. 
<laughs> I really got to come up with a name for this segment outside of just, you know, listener mail or email or the mailbag or whatever. The mailbag. Um, I like the mailbag. Though. I do too, but it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like a boring, normal name. It's not really. We'll, we'll, bra- we'll brainstorm. Yeah. If you have a good <laughs> idea, send it to us, ESPR at FM99.com, and you'll be naming the thing you just sent it to. Um, so. I got an email here from Corey Parrish who says, So I'm going to be honest with you guys. I really haven't been watching wrestling that much, but I've been trying to go out of my way to watch NXT. Good man. Considering Raw last week f***ed me off so much, I haven't really been following it. Well, at least we aren't the only ones. I heard a rumor, and he spells rumor very British here, uh, though that Roman Reigns is supposed to be coming back soon, but we'll see. I find that unlikely. I do too. I find that unlikely. I'm not. I I hope you're right. I hope he's all. I hope he's healthy. And I hope my boy's ready to I come back. That would think. be fantastic. And I, I think it's too soon. I can't claim to know about leukemia treatments and how yeah. long they take and the different kinds and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm naive to that. I am. Yeah. But I, I genuinely think it would be a little early for him to come back. Yeah. Um, and in all honesty, I, I, I would not be mad if he did. I know people really kind of rounded a corner on him when they found out about his real life struggle. Yeah. And so uh, I think people would be receptive to him coming back. But uh, I, I don't know if he's – I mean, I, I haven't seen that out there yet. I haven't so. either. I haven't heard anything. But, we'll you know. Uh, also, do you guys plan on watching Wrestle Kingdom 13? I don't know about her, but I would like to if I can. I would like to if I can. It's 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 different. It's, it's the, I don't really watch a lot of the New Japan show, the big shows during the year. Yeah. Just because I don't – I don't follow the product that closely, and okay. it's really just because of a convenience thing at this point. It's hard for me to watch some of it sometimes between yeah. having the time to and finding the stuff. Um, but, I mean, there's going to be some great stuff on there. I mean, you've got Kenny Omega defending the heavyweight championship against Hiro- Hiro- Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, forgive me on the names, folks. Uh, Chris Jericho defending the IG- IWGP Intercontinental Championship versus Tetsuya Naido. Mm-hmm. Naido is, a, I mean, people love him. Um you got Kashiko Okada uh, versus Jay White. Uh, and some more names here that, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not going to try and say. <laughs> um, the, the people, I, I wouldn't be familiar with them, but I saw them. Maybe I would looking at them and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that him one. from WrestleMania Game yeah. 12 or whatever. You know, from WrestleMania 12. But uh, I would like to see it. The matches are usually very um, different. Yeah. Uh, so I, I could appreciate it from that regard. It's a nice change Refreshing of pace. Refreshing would yeah, be. That's yes. a good way to phrase it. Refreshing. It's a good change of pace from watching WWE all the time. It's the same reason I like when Lucha Underground is on. Yeah. Because it's very different from WWE. So, uh, And we got a letter from Josh McGinnis. You guys were talking about people that thrived in NXT and not getting over getting it over in, N- in WWE on the main roster. What is your thought on someone like Elias that for some reason got over big in WWE when I assumed it wasn't his projection after NXT? It's one of those things. First of all, people like... Simple catchphrases, mm-hmm. easy things to get to latch onto. Walk yep. with Elias is nice and simple. Yep. And, um, it also kind of feels like one of those things that is so corny. People liked it, you know, the playing yeah. music and the, playing it almost purposefully not great. Yeah, you know, in, in the beginning. Um, and there, I think fans sometimes just latch onto these things because they think they're fun. Mm-hmm. Which is cool, which is fine. Yeah. But as we've seen, that's all there is to his character at this point. Yeah. So while you you say gotten over, and I agree that with that to a degree, he'll get a reaction uh-huh. when he comes out. Yeah. But I don't think anybody is truly invested in his character. I if don't know was, a single person that goes, my favorite wrestler is Elias. Right. Exactly. I don't know a single person. I don't either. I know people who be like, oh yeah, I like Elias. 
You know what I mean? But not like, why it's entertaining. I follow but, him closely, yeah. and his career is the most important thing to me at this moment. I don't like, think I, I don't think that if he was all of a sudden the you know thrown in a main event feud that it would work because no. I think he has short term. It's 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 hard to explain to me. It's like short term popularity, um, yeah, shallow popularity. If yeah. that makes any sense, we're gonna cheer this thing about you we like this on the surface thing. But really, there's nothing beyond that. So, and this happens so many times with wrestling fans. They cheer for somebody, mm-hmm. and then that person will finally get a shot at something, and then they stop caring so much. Yeah, they just don't latch onto them, you know. Uh huh. And that's a bothersome thing because it's like, okay, well, how the hell are we supposed to take you guys seriously when you cheer for somebody? Yeah. Which is why I get annoyed sometimes when people are like, by the way, everybody can get the hell out of here with the Zack Ryder love. All right, <laughs> get the hell out of here with that, <laughs> Zack Ryder. <laughs> I never understood that. To this day, I don't understand that. I'm not saying he's a bad dude or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not knocking him as a person, even though I personally think he stole his gimmick from another wrestler named Zach Hilton. Um, but I'd, he um, has serious hands right now, people. I, I do have serious hands. I'm <laughs> gesturing, and um, <laughs> but I, I just I again, it's like that level of of love they gave to Zack Ryder. Yeah. It's almost like because they knew he wasn't going to get it. Like, yeah. To the top, you know? It's because, like you want it's like you want to love the underdog right. until they're really the underdog. And it's like people chose Zack Ryder because he was never going to get there. He'll always be the underdog. Yeah. You know? Because I'm sorry. Go back and look for a singles match that didn't involve 1,200 people and <laughs> find me as many five-star Zack Ryder matches as you can. Now, I understand he was usually wrestling in shorter matches, mm-hmm. and he was, and I understand that. But even when he was a part of a tag team and having longer matches and focus, you know, tag yeah. titles involved and whatnot, still not having amazing matches, generally speaking. Not bad, but not amazing. Not so. memorable. And this is just what I mean. I, mean. I feel like people latch on to certain people. And, like, with Zack Ryder, I do think people actually like Zack. Yeah. I think they like Zack. So I think it's a little different in that regard. Mm-hmm. But he's never going to get to the top, and I think most people understand that, really, but yeah. they complain about it. But then there's other guys like Elias who stand a much better chance of getting there, but he has nothing for people to really latch on to because he does not have the kind of fire behind him that Zack Ryder had. Yeah. You see what I mean? Elias is boring. (laughs) Kind of. I'm just over it. (laughs) Kind of. Well, in any event, uh, that's going to wrap it up. Did you have any thoughts you wanted to throw out there about anything in particular this week in wrestling that was important to you? or? Uh didn't have to. I'm just throwing it out there. I you mean, know what? Hold on. We're going to grill you real quick. I forgot about we're this. Do I forgot th- I wanted I to do that. Do I forgot. I you don't get a choice. For, I didn't sign up for this. You, yes, you did. It's a yeah, new contract. I did. You just didn't read it. Oh, okay. Um, so hang on. I'm going to hit this. Fair enough. I can't read. That's right. We remember that. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I want you to give me the... It doesn't have to be an incredibly detailed answer. Just okay. give me some answers. People want to know. Gotcha. Because I have you and you know we've had Janice, our HR lady, on here before. And we got some information about her, what made her a wrestling fan. So just quickly, let me ask you a couple rapid-fire questions. Who's your favorite wrestler right now? Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Just got cleared to return to the ring, so good yes. news for her. Um, okay, Alexa Bliss. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Oh, jeez. Um, that's a good question. It is a good question. Oh, wow. That's why I asked it, because I'm good at my job. Like... I'm a really big women's wrestling fan. We've okay, talked that's about fine. Yeah. we've talked well, we've talked about this in other podcasts. Yeah. So I would probably say Trish Stratus. That, hey, totally good choice. Nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. Okay, so that's your favorite. So Trish Stratus. What was the thing that got you into wrestling? What, what were you when you remember back to like the first awesome thing you saw that hooked you into wrestling? What was it? Or 
character, a match, an angle, what? That's, wow. Just think of the first well, one that comes to mind that was super important. Well, okay. So, I used, when I was younger, I used to watch it with my dad when I was very, very, very little. Okay. Um, he was a huge Undertaker and Kane fan. Nice. Good and so, I think being able to have that connection with him and watching Kane, I think Kane was really, uh, like, one of the... The first one. Yeah, the first one where I was like, that's awesome. Like invested in the guy. Yeah, and then I kind of stopped watching for a little bit. And then the new wave of what is women's wrestling right now, where it's not bra and panty matches. It's not. Right. It's women wrestling, which is awesome. And I think that's kind of why I've gotten back back into it in the last three or four years. So you got two answers there. Yeah. So it's it's very it's it's interesting because it's interesting to be a fan that was when I I was a fan when I was really really little and then I kind of fell out for a bit. Yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting to be kind of like that because I remember some old stuff and then I remember and then a lot of the newer stuff I really really like too. So. Well, there you go. So now we've got to know Savannah a little bit. Uh, And again, if you guys have any questions like that for any of my guests, by all means, send them to ESPRDF99.com. Even if you have them for me or Dave or whoever, I might tell Dave. Um, in any event, that's it. That's episode 77 this week. Woo. Uh, next week, good Lord, is next week uh, the pay-per-view preview? I'm tripping over my words. Uh, I don't remember. When's TLC? Do you know what it is? I don't remember. Why not? Killing me. I'm a fake fan. <laughs> I don't know either for the Pete's sake. I can't really get mad at you. December 16th. So, yeah, next week will be our preview episode. episode, episode. Oh, wow. That's next week. Christmas is so soon. I know. I know. So, yeah, next week will be our preview episode for Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Dave and I will dive on into that. And, uh, we'll see what we come up with. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Raw is better next week. But we'll find out. You know Eat, Sleep, Podcast, Repeat will be great every week. Because that's all we do. It'll be exactly. great. And repeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>